What's up, world? You are now listening to another episode of the Power Post Game Report, and we are here to talk about the season finale of season two, book two, Ghost, entitled Love and War. Uh, I, of course, am one of your co uh, excuse me, one of your hosts, Triple D, and with me, as always, is this is Carlos D. How you doing, sir? Can't complain, man. And, uh, another deep 10 episodes with you. Glad to do it. Um, this was a roller coaster of a season, and uh, it's over. So, you know, it has some highs and some hellos, but it was a lot of fun. So, I, I think they did a good job overall, uh, really kind of pulling the show away from the original show. I mean, still always going to be connected to it no matter what. Uh, but I think they did a really good job, especially with the Tejadas, of making it a standalone show and really getting us to care about characters outside of just them being byproducts of the original show we like so much. So, what do you think? Indeed. Um, <clears throat> solid finale. Uh, I think they did a, go- a good job of closing a lot of loose ends um, that, truthfully, some of them didn't need to go past this season. Um, but they did leave a few things open-ended, which is going to make the, you know, the, the coming season or seasons pretty interesting. Um, so not a bad, not a, not a bad season finale, I would say. Yeah, it wasn't, um, it wasn't as good as some of the episodes that kind of built to it. Um, but overall, I think I was satisfied with it. I think they, yeah. they did a good job of tips. Tying up some loose ends that we had since season one, um, especially some stuff we'll talk about when we get to those scenes uh, that we've been scratching our head about the entire time. Um, but for the most part, it, it wasn't the bang that I was looking for um, yeah. as far as for a season finale that we're used to, um, especially, in, and I try not to compare it to the first show, but it's just it's just going to be an automatic thing because it's, a, you know, it's from that first show. Um, but normally they used, they used to give us a, a lot stronger cliffhangers or a lot stronger season endings in the original than they did in this particular um, season finale. But we can get into it. You ready to get into it? Yeah. Yeah, this one was a tad... It, it ended on a, a tad bit of soap opera-ishness. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, compared to the, the, the high-action, high-fast-paced, the heaviness of the season, I don't want to use the word underwhelming because I do feel like it was a solid season finale. I did feel like they're... It could have been, I don't know, maybe maybe it was an execution or what, but it, it could have been a little more. Uh, but yeah, man, let's get down to business. All right, here we go. This episode opens up with um, a, at one point, uh, just previously, kind of on edge and really stressed out Monet, chilling on a yacht, talking about this, <laughs> talking about killing her husband with her uh baby father uh what did you feel about that scene and just kind of how the plan is well the beginning of a plan is laid out and um they're they're also trying to erase doubt within each other and and of course kane mm-hmm. yeah so to me it started off as really cheesy like when he was like when they just live on the yacht and he's giving her gifts and she seemed all right. happy about it i um, mean she immediately switched to folks so when we gonna kill this guy um so I don't, and then the acting, Mary J. Something was wrong with Mary J. Bly in this particular scene, uh, and I think she's hit and miss all the time when it comes to this. But she just seemed really out of the scene, or, or, or I don't know what it was. But they didn't do a good take with her when it came to this one. Um, but you know, like I said, it was it was the seeding of the plan, and Lorenzo, no, not Lorenzo, um, Dante made it clear that Kane needed to do it, 
And I think that is the appropriate way um, because it gives them to a chance to be away from it. Even though Lorenzo is a known felon and a, a convicted felon, uh, for him to die so quickly after his wife and him kind of separating it, um, it's going to lead back to the wife. So it was good that they had to try to put somebody in the place to do it. Why they would ask your own son to kill anybody is kind of messed up on the mom's part. Um, but I understood her point of view in that particular thing, especially since we know that she wasn't really planning on doing it. She was really just trying to get Dante out of the picture after she found out so much about him in the previous episode. Um, right. But that's some heartless stuff for a mom to even ask. Because, it, you know, as we learn in the season, they, they keep Kane out of the loop. They don't let Kane know. So from his point of view, it's just his mom is literally asking him to kill his father. And that couldn't be... I don't see how any mother can do it, even for fake. Um, so it set up like a weird dynamic from the, even the start. Yeah, definitely. Um, so from there we go to the trial, which made it even the made the the yacht team even more awkward. I was like, this is a weekday, y'all doing weekend stuff. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Tariq is in court <laughs> fighting for his life, and y'all on a yacht in New York in what I could have sworn is winter. You never uh, know what time of it is on the show. I can never figure it out. Because <laughs> I think, you know, from the point of view, we really should still be in the fall semester of Tariq's freshman year. Because, right. you know, they went from Jabari getting killed. Maybe a couple of weeks later, he got arrested for the murder. Or within the first month of Jabari being dead, Tariq was arrested. So it should still be basically going into like November, December um, time of year. So, but you right. never know. Some, sometimes they got big jackets on. Someday they don't have no jackets on. Um, you know, they don't really take into account that even regardless of when they film it, it's supposed to be a season in the show. So they just kind of play, play loose with that. Yeah. From there, we get a quick uh, scene in the courtroom where uh, the, the janky lawyers pretty much give Tariq the news that, yeah, the, the drunk witness thing was a bust. It actually didn't pan out, which immediately before you know we get the reveal that yes trace is going to be allegedly testifying my first thought was damn tate really burned his brother for nothing like uh, we you know go back and listen to the to the previous episodes you can get our our full thoughts on tate and his sliminess but when you find out that they reveal that that whole lead was pretty much nothing it was like it's rough that's super rough um, any thoughts on that scene? Oh, as well as the, the Riley name drop, which made me think that, oh, maybe Riley's going to be back in play. Yeah. Uh, what did you feel about that? It was just kind of like a bluff. We um, sure didn't. Yeah, I mean, I, I still don't understand how this works out because, yeah, he, like like you said, the Tate just burned his brother for no reason. But I think Tate didn't think they would have a separate witness, an additional third witness. He just thought burning his brother would lead to a mistrial because they wouldn't be able to find anybody else. So I don't think Tate purposely blew his brother up for the sake of knowing nothing was going to happen. He thought he was planning in his best interest and he thought his brother would bounce on his feet. Like he always seems to do. Um, unfortunately, his brother is not as lucky as him. Um, but yeah, I think it was like a little red hair. I think I'm talking about Roddy was going to come back. Um, and I think it's also kind of fed into Sax's, as we've been talking about Sax all season, his continued plant kind of being on the fence. Is he a good guy who sometimes does bad things? Or is he a, a bad guy? that just can't be good anymore. Um, so I think that was the biggest part of it. And it looked like he still had some heart. He didn't want his sister involved. Uh, not his sister, his, his niece involved. He tried to do everything he could to avoid her. Uh, but they basically told him, look, if it's between your sister and you, well, Davis told him flat out, if it's between your sister and your niece 
and you or saving our client, I'm always going to pick the client because the client pays the bills. And I think Saks is still struggling a lot with that. Right. So from there we go. We get a quick scene between uh, Zeke and Mecca or Dante or whatever he wants to call him. Uh, pretty much just giving him another, you know, rundown of the options he has, you know, what do you want to do? But also kind of not forcing it on Zeke. Like, do you want to come with us? Do you want to do your thing on your own? Um, and Zeke is asking the right questions, you know. And I, I like that they, they kind of gave him the suspicion of, like, she said that she was with you. Like, are you lying to me? Mm-hmm. And Mecca responded, but he did not answer the question, mm-hmm. which was a, a nice little touch on their part. Any Anything on that? No, just real quick. I mean, like I said, it's good that they don't always make Zeke out to be this total idiot. Like, he's asking legitimate questions that somebody should ask in a situation like this. Um, when in the past, they had played him to be just like this big, dumb jock who doesn't comprehend. It seems like he doesn't even comprehend the real world. Um, so, shout out for them to at least giving this guy some redemption for not being just a total fool. Right. And there we get a quick scene between Kane and Monet where she's just trying to put him up to it. Like, well, obviously we know he's not supposed to do it, but her being manipulative, just like, let's just call it what it was. Um, her pretty much manipulating Kane into going along with this plan by speaking some truth. The fact that Lorenzo has been kind of a dick as far as, you know, shutting them out, um, having those guards beat him up in jail uh, pretty much moving Drew into what into the spot that Kane has always wanted, mm-hmm. but more specifically, using Tariq's name to push him into that that I'll prove myself to you thing. Mm-hmm. And um, there's another podcast I listen to in regards to power. I only listen to one other one outside of ours, and um, I always listen to it after we record ours, like never before. And um, they one of the one of their hosts mentioned that. Not to excuse me, Kane is borderline unreasonably obsessed with Tariq. And when I heard it, I was like, yeah, he is. But it wasn't until I saw this scene that I was like, he is, but it makes sense. Because from where he's standing, Tariq has gotten all the, the trust and affection, well, so, <laughs> sort of affection, and admiration from Monet without, with, by pretty much just showing up and saying a few words that Kane has had to beat people up and kill people for, for years. And he still doesn't fully have it. He still doesn't even fully see like he's not only like less, like not even above Tariq, but not even equal to him in Monet's eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you feel about that scene? I think that's by design though. I think Monet has constantly, with all her kids, she knows what each of them need to either be motivated or tie her, tie them closer to her. And she does it. And she knows his biggest thing is he wants approval. He wants approval from his mom and he wants approval from his dad. And she knows how to push those buttons to get him to do whatever she wants by seeking his approval. And she knows he's he's jealous of Tariq because all the things that, you know, that he fails with, Tariq does great. Uh, Like he is great at being like the muscle. He's great at being like the enforcer. But when it comes to like big braining and big planning, he doesn't have that in him. And I think he's insecure about it. And he's mad because Tariq gets all the praise, even if he F's up. Like Tariq gets F'd up, but he don't get punished the way um, Kane did. You know, Tariq F'd up plenty of times, but he never got kicked out of the family. Not that he's really in their family, but you know what I'm saying? So um, 
I think she played him perfectly, and he fell right into the, the trap. Uh, all she had to do was, because all the other stuff, he was like, yeah, yeah, kind of, kind of. But as soon as she brought up Tariq, he was like, okay, I can do it. If that bitch nigga can do it, you know, excuse my language, then I know I can do it. And that was kind of his mindset. Yeah. That was, he might actually say something that. similar today. I I feel like that's exactly what he said. <laughs> I feel like that's exactly what he said. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, knowing what buttons to push with all of her kids, as you said, is her one of her strongest tools. Uh, well, from there, we go to the trial. And what we thought, I personally thought, was going to be drawn out over the entire episode was knocked out in barely 10 minutes mm -hmm. when the man, the myth, and I don't know, he might be legendary in, in this universe, in Tariq's universe. Brayden, the ultimate ride or die, comes through, um, pulls a tape, and smartly, because he knows, like, it's you know, it's been thrown in his face, and he's aware of it, so he might as well use that white privilege. Uh, but the ultimate ride or die takes the heat, uh, which, you know, we should be more outraged that he's kind of getting out of this. Because they didn't say if he was getting, like, community service. He didn't get any or, consequences. He, none. He admitted just has open court that he was selling drugs for years. <laughs> and, it, and all that happened was his father made him drop out of school. It doesn't seem Pretty to be much. any charges against him. And basically, he also lied to the, the DA. The DA, he told the DA one story when they were interviewing him. I don't know if you can get if you can get in trouble for lying to the DA prior to the trial and then telling the truth in the trial. Uh, but he basically said, I'm a drug dealer. I've been a drug dealer for years. And they just said, okay. Well, we, we won't let this black boy go, but we ain't gonna do nothing to the white boy. So it was crazy. Um, yeah. And we get the call back to what we what we talked about earlier in regards to his name being on the paperwork being an issue or a point of point of interest. And um, as much as I, we thought it was going to come back to burn him, he he actually used it to his advantage. And uh, I, we give we gave Braden a lot of crap. But um, yeah, he he walked in there prepared to to take the L. And I, I was shocked that he actually went up the, on that stand and, and ate it. Um, okay. So, when I obviously. Like I, uh -huh. I said the white boy went out like a G. He did. He definitely did. Um, it's still, and, you know, just like we've been saying, uh, both of them being in this game to a degree, them entering the game was all but a hobby, and neither one of them needed to do it. Uh, but we can say without a shadow of a doubt that he might not have been able to do uh, make the hard call well he did make the hard call with lauren and he didn't kill her um we knew that we do now know that he was he was ready to take that charge um well a charge for Tariq, and he did it he he did it and he in the the trial is over what what did you think of that dismissed. um you know we we knew at some point this was going to be i mean three wasn't going to jail um but I, I thought you, like I said, I thought they would drag it out like they kind of did with Tasha's trial, and then maybe in the last five minutes, he beats it. Uh, but they got that out of the way quick because they had a lot of other stuff to get into. Uh, so, all I can say is shout out to Brayden for being a stand-up guy. Uh, downvote to the criminal justice system for letting the white boy admit to doing all types of drug dealing in public open court and then no punishment coming from it. Um, and then, even though Tariq points out later that Davis didn't really do it, shout out for Davis for claiming the credit for the win. <laughs> <laughs> right it's still a win for him one way or another uh, but we might as well get right into that because that sets up you know what's next 
and uh he immediately presses out Davis. Like, he said, yeah, I want you... my refund. <laughs> Yo, I, could, I was like, that's bold. Um, but, hey, you've been newly, uh, I, I don't know if exonerated is the right word, but you, your ankle's a little lighter now. So, you, you know, you're walking on clouds. Um, I thought he was going to give him a drink when they were standing at the little bar thing. I thought he was going to be holding one. But, um, yeah, he, he was like, all right, this I've been I've been playing with i've been flirting with danger and damn it this is this was the the heads up i needed uh, granted I, I had a tons of tons of other heads up but um yeah i'm gonna go ahead and get out i'm gonna get my sister i'm gonna try to get my sister back and i'm gonna get out mm-hmm. uh what did you think about that and him <laughs> trying to press mclean out for a refund i mean i thought it was funny i think he had some good points but then mclean you know being the shiesty person he is like he just called his bluff he was like yeah you can go try to report me to the the bar association or whatever uh, but you know that's going to just make you be guilty. So and, and and he won. So he gets to keep not only the Sahada's money, he also gets to keep Tariq's money. Um, and he looks like he's just another winner. Um, even though in this case he did, I think uh, nothing that he did was. I don't think anything that happened was because of him. It was all because of Tate saying the crazy thing he said online, and then Brayton saying the things that he said. Um, but I, oh, one thing I guess no, because even Tate did that. I was about to say he did get the the most sympathetic judge, but that was a favor from Tate too. So I don't know what Davis did in this particular scene. Um, but he got all the money and he bossed up on him. Um, but as far as Tariq's plan to get out of the game and call it a quits, I knew that wasn't going to last. You know, Tariq, we wouldn't have a show anymore. If Tariq stopped selling drugs, then we right. don't have a show. Um, so it, it was a good gesture by Tariq, but we knew it wasn't going to be the end game for him. Indeed. Uh, in that in that little exchange, there was one thing that, like, I – I'm probably just going to have to get over it, but it's still like kind of, it irks me. It's whenever they throw a shot at ghost and it just makes me feel more and more like either the creator of the show or a lot of the writers on the show, just plain didn't like ghost, which ghost isn't supposed to be a likable character, but like some of the, some of the, you know, the spitting on his grave stuff, it's, it's getting out of hand. Like when he's like, you know, when 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 McLean lays out like what he can what he can do with his life now, he's just like, nah, that's what my dad would do. I ain't built like him. You are exactly like your father, dude. Like, stop it. Like, that's that's the point of this show, that you are just as resourceful, conniving, uh, damn near womanizer at this point. You are you are exactly like your father. You you've gotten out of these situations in a lot of the same ways that he would have. You just you know you're a little smarter. Because you you you're you're current, you're the newest model, but like just the the shitting on on Ghost, just cause mm-hmm. it, it makes no sense to me, um, which makes me wonder like is this is this something deeper than you know the show? Like did did Hardwick have an issue with with producers or writers or something like that? Um, and maybe we'll never see him like in his ghost, uh, his ghost, ghost moment. Um, but from there, unfortunately, we get the bad news that Lauren is dead. Uh, rough, rough, rough news. It could be a red herring that maybe, you know, they just said that to, at first, that's what I was thinking. Maybe they just said that to, to kind of keep her safe. Like maybe they found her something, but like, nope, she left with Effie. So, we do, we found out that 
Effie is capable. What did you think about that as well as Saks um, just giving giving words of wisdom and also just kind of like doing some heart pouring to, you know, give her and the 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 audience sort of an inside an insight to like the turmoil he's been going through since since book one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think she's dead. I think, you know, I think they I think she's definitely dead. I don't know how they pulled off the car accident thing. They're not going to really get into that. But um, yeah, because it wouldn't make sense for her as the DA to lie to Sax about her being dead. Because what is what did she really gain from that? Because uh, she didn't know Sax was going to pour us out and start confess. Um, and, you know, Sax, if she doesn't think Sax had anything to do with it. So telling Sax is not really going to, I don't think, it, it, in the purpose of the show, does anything to lie to him about her being dead. Other than thinking that maybe he'll go back and tell the client and the client will trip up some type of way. Um, but yeah, I think this was a really good scene from Sax though, when he kind of talked about, and he was trying to give her some good advice, like to just let it go with the, with the St. Patrick's because the St. Patrick's led him to him almost being in jail and he almost sacrificed everything he worked hard for, uh, or his career because he, this obsession with one individual person and he was trying to get her not to go down that same path. Um, and then the second part of it, when he was kind of telling about like, I forgot about the scene where he was going to kill, not only do, I think at one point he was going to kill himself. Um, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, yeah, he definitely touched on that. Yeah, so uh, you know, it was an emotional scene for Sax, um, and I think it was another one that kind of, you know, we'll we'll get to the when we get to the end of the show, led to Sax finally making a decision that uh, he makes when we get to that part that this life is not for him. There are things bigger than just uh, trying to catch the bad guy, um, and you can't let that consume you to the point where you end up hurting yourself or you mess yourself over. So we'll see if Jenny takes that advice. We don't know. Well, we, we find out at the end that she never kind of gets the chance. And we might as well say it because it's part of my wrap-up notes. But, like, he, he convinces her, like, if you want to go after them, I'll help you. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sax has officially co- chosen his side. Um, from there, we get a quick scene between Me- excuse me, Monet and, um, and Tariq. And now Monet is completely filled in. Um, she now knows that Dante's a snitch. Um, I feel like there was, I feel like there was something else that she was, what she was being let in on, but I, I can't officially, I can't like fully remember it. Um, but yeah, Tariq pretty much, you know, gives her the rundown. They're like, yeah, I had the bag. And, uh, as soon as I give it up, I'm dead. So we need to figure something out because Mo up until this point, we're, we're led to believe, even though we we both, me and you, have had our our uh, our thought process on um, this being a double cross, and turns out it was a double cross because up until this point, we're we're being led to believe that she really wants Lorenzo dead. Um, this is, of course, not the case, yeah. and she wants Tariq to kind of help her out with it. And she uh, also figured almost... out what we kind of expected that that wasn't so shooting at her. That was right. kind of Mecca trying to force her hand. Uh, so she knows he's a. Well, first, she just thought he was like a weird, because uh, he's really obsessed with her and he's obsessed with like owning her. Um, so I think she was already getting negative vibes about him, and then I think she still is really committed to, even though she doesn't like the way Zoe came home and started being weird or kind of trying to control her as well. I think she still is committed to a life with him because they do have twenty plus years plus three kids. Um, so to find out he was a snitch only pushed her over the edge that she got to get rid of Mecca 
And um, I think the, the biggest thing that came out of this was like she gave Tariq what he wanted. He was like, okay, I'll help you this last time, but I want out once I'm done. And she she grants that basically. Uh, so it's good to see that Monet still has a heart sometimes. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. Uh, from there, we get a really quick scene where she meets up with Lorenzo and gives him the rundown on the on the plan. Mm -hmm. And he runs it by the family. Um, well, by the family, we mean his two Drew and uh, Diana. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, and with reservation, you know, especially the way things played out, yeah. they're they're concerned. I mean, they should. I mean, everybody just in this point is you don't know who to trust, even within the own family. You got Diana blowing up the family with secrets. You got Monet lying to them their entire lives. You got the dad not always being totally honest with them uh, and, and very manipulative. Like their parents are just super manipulative when it comes to all three of those kids. And I think the kids are finally just realizing it, even though they don't know how to get out of the grasp of that that trap because as much as they know their parents are like shaky and shady they at the end of the day they still always do what their parents say um right so i'm waiting for one day that they truly do rebel and, and how that might play out but at this point everybody's in, a, in agreement uh they know that the plan is not to take out anybody within the sahada family but they're going to get mecca out of the get mecca out of the situation uh and then they're also going to get a hold on that bag um because they, because the bag is so important, they never really explain to everybody why the bag is important. Tariq knows, but the rest of the run they try to keep him in the dark as to why we need to get this bag and why this bag is such a big part of this plot. Right, uh, plausible deniability mm -hmm. is what he used when he, when he said Diana can't look in it. Um, that damn nosy Diane. We'll get to that later. Uh, so we we get back to the dorm where our our best bros are are saying goodbyes. Um, two things from this. Well, there's a few, uh, two main things from this, but we get, we get Tariq finding out that the drugs are gone, mm -hmm. um, and, and immediately putting it together that Diana was the one that did it. Um, but there's two, there's two big things with this one. I could have used a better thank you from Tariq. Um, but on top of that, I, I appreciate that Braden was just like, Hey man. It is what it is. And he kind of he kind of embraced his role in, you know, this is part of the game. Um, but on top of that, I feel like Braden should have told him that Effie took Lauren. I don't know why he kept that from him. I don't know if maybe he feels like she wouldn't he wouldn't have believed him and he would have chose Effie over him. But like, I didn't understand the rational behind not telling him that hey i did what you said and he he could have because he he didn't well for real for real, what's the point in him not telling him that kane wanted me to kill her i don't obviously he didn't have a chance once kane showed up but mm -hmm. like he i still feel like he should have said something what did, what did you feel like that and go ahead and go into uh the the pep talk between Tariq and kane i think it just kind of goes back to uh those two, they still don't fully trust each other. As much as they do things for each other, and Brayden just, you know, made a huge sacrifice for Tariq, I think he still there's still some type of uneasiness and untrust and distrust between these two that they never fully explain to the other the full scope of what's happening. And I don't know if they think that the other one is going to like judge them or punish them, or I don't know what it is because they at this point they've done enough dirt together. They should be not. They should be able to kind of and, and have talked so many times about the trust between the two and how they shouldn't be holding secrets from each other but yet they still continue to do it so at this point I don't know what the rhyme or reason is behind it um, it's just an ongoing pattern 
Um, and then we get into some realness between um, Tariq and, and Kane. When he talks about like, you know, yo, yes, I did kill my father. Uh, it's not an easy thing to do um, because as, as much as you may have some type of disinterest with your father, and he didn't get, this is just kind of, he didn't say this verbatim, but this is kind of how I, I felt about it. Like no matter how much you may have distrust with your dad or hate your dad, they still your dad. Uh, and I think we all people, regardless of whether we are close to our parents or not, have some type of just internal gratitude for them because they, without them, we wouldn't be alive. And, and you know, for the most part, they had did some shady. Sh I mean, unless your parents are like like flat out like dirt bags, you know, if they like sold you to human trafficking or they beat you every day of your life, or stuff like that, which is not the case with either one of these two. You're gonna have some type of connection to them, and you're not gonna want to do harm by them or see them harmed. Um, and, and Tariq made it pretty clear this is not something that's easy to do and it's nothing something that you can just do and not have it affect you for the rest of your life we still see as mad as Tariq was at Ghost and how he still takes his little shots at Ghost even after the fact he's still haunted by the fact that he had to kill his father and he was just kind of telling Kane that's the, exactly what's going to happen to you if you go through with this and then uh, Kane being the tough guy that he is well if Tariq you did it then I can do it like he tried to make it seem like it was no big deal even though we know this man don't want to kill his father and he's was so relieved, you know, spoiler alert that he didn't have to do it. What'd you think of it? Everything you said, exactly everything you said, um, very well acted, um, especially on uh Kane's part, because like you said, he always trying to play the tough guy. Uh, but you know, once Tariq is kind of out of, out of eyesight, you, you see him like, yeah, he's, he, that's some real shit. Like, mm -hmm. This is, there's no going back after this. Like, am I going to actually have to do this? Um, from there, we get, <laughs> we get Tate. Tate and his victory lap. When this man is pleased, his facial expressions are hilarious. Oh, my God. Just grinning ear to ear because he finally got what he wanted. Uh, Sweeney is sick and Ott is doing damage control. He's like, look, this is happening. Mm -hmm. You're out. Um, and I'm like, I was shocked that, uh, Sweeney was like, run it. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Uh, sadly, there was a tiny bit of truth to that, that, uh, that statement of, you know, it'll, it'll last a news cycle and then people forget about it. Cause that's how we live. That's, that's how we live in there. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I, I thought that was a great scene and just Tate who owes this man nothing. Um, but I think him just showing that he's a team player and just wants this dude to bow out quietly. Um, even pitches the idea for him to, to get a Senate seat. That was, which was just like, that was generous of you. Or a cabinet position. Uh, like, so right. Basically he, he in a black faces way into a promotion. Really. Um, you know, he, he does have to give up his Congress seat, but being a Senate is more important than being a Congressman and being a cabinet member is, you know, if you're talking about your political person, that's kind of like the top of the head other than being like the president. Um, so yeah, I, all I got in my note is smug, smug Tate. He's being <laughs> smug as usual. And then he always gets what he wants. It's so crazy. Yeah. He's the one person on the show. Sax too. I always said about Sax, but I think Sax does get a little bad things happen to him. Tate seems to always bounce on his feet. Um, but I think this needs to kind of be the end of Tate. I think they need to, if they, they're getting his influence show going, they need to kind of move it because he doesn't really have a place in this show anymore. Yeah. So I don't know I, how they go like from that's what his... they are. Yeah, I, I feel like that's what his um his wrap up kind of signified because it looked like the office was cleared. So I don't think we I mean, we might see him pop up from time to time in the next season, 
But like, I think they're really, I think they've done somewhat of enough to, to establish when the pilot for his show starts. Mm-hmm. Um, so from there we get a quick scene involving a uh, Elroy. Uh, I, you got me doing it. Cause I can never remember the act. Was it Mr. Taylor or something like that? Uh, uh, the lawyer? I don't remember that guy. Yeah. He's talking about, um, uh, Elvin from the Cosby show. Elvin. That's sorry. I don't know why I called him Elroy. Um, but uh, Elvin, given the news that Yaz's um, adoption has been stopped and um, he can move forward with trying to get regain, can, regain custody of her. Uh, but then we get Sachs, unfortunately, delivering the bad news that Lauren is dead. And I thought this was a very good scene um, because Sachs wasn't his usual, like, you knew about like you have something to do with this kind of you know smarmy self like yeah. he, he was genuinely r- r- like remorseful that he had to be the one to tell her uh tell him excuse mm-hmm. me uh what did you feel about that scene yeah and i, I think you like I said normally he's very snarky he wasn't that and normally he thinks Tariq is involved with anything no matter what it is and he knew immediately from his reaction that if nothing else he wasn't involved with this young girl dying and Tariq tells him look i i, I tried to get her out of town i told her her life was in danger um, and at this point, I guess we don't know. Nobody, I think nobody knows for a fact, but they all assume it's not a car accident. They assume somebody did something to her. Um, but Tariq doesn't really kind of, that's, uh, this is another thing why I think they did a disservice to Lauren as a character who's been a part of the show for two years is like we get a couple little scenes about it, but nobody seemed overly distraught. Right. Um, and, and granted, most of them shouldn't be, uh, but Tariq, they I thought he would yet. be more, yeah. more distraught, uh, especially if he thinks it was some foul play involved. Like, he goes right back to working with the only people who would have any reason to hurt her, which would be Kane. And he doesn't really even address it with the guy. I guess he that's not true. He does kind of bring it up a little bit when those two are having a one-on-one in the car right before, it, you know, the full plan goes into action. So he does kind of mention it. Um, and then Kane immediately kind of deflects to talk about Effie. And then it turns to a whole other thing. But I, I, I'm hoping at some point they do address Lauren a little bit more uh, because she she you know you could be mad at her because she didn't know the street code but that's not really her nature to know it uh, you know she's not from that uh and i think she just like carrie didn't really get a good send-off uh, for how involved she has been in this show for the for, for these two years right um i think part of it is i think the news is like still fresh so like hopefully next season she at least gets a vigil um hopefully you know, i'd have to drop out of that class man yeah, yeah. That's like, too many people. That there's no one there cursed. to teach it. There's no one there to teach it now. Um, <laughs> they're gonna have to get a whole new teacher. Three battles um, from one class. That's crazy. Right. Like honestly, I don't under like if all those students come back, like none of them transfer or nothing like that. That ain't real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it'd be too traumatized. I'd be traumatized. Exactly. Man. I've known patients. I'm not patients. I've known students from college that like didn't come back just because like. They got a D or something mm-hmm. like or their 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 grandmother passed away like real stuff. Ain't no way that this whole class comes back next season. Like two of your teachers are dead. Uh, one of your one of your uh, classmates was on trial for the murder of one of them. Um, and one of your classmates. Is, you know, died in a car, a car accident like no fuck canonical studies like I'll just graduate in four years. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so like I said, we get Sachs being the one to give the news, and we also get him confronting McLean. And this was a very good scene, which pretty much results in McLean saying that, like, we're the same. Like, 
you've got your skeletons, I've got mine, but I'm the only difference is I've made peace with what I am. Like you need to figure out what you are. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how did you feel about that exchange? I think this is what pushed Sacks over the edge, though, into I'm not like this. Uh, right. Or, or he convinced himself he's not like that. Like I've done a lot of shady shit, but I'm not as like Davis is just heartless. Like this this young girl died. He doesn't seem to have any thoughts or care about it. And I think that might have drove Sacks to the point where like I can't. If I stay involved with these people, I really am going to end up like this dead-hearted person. Um, and I think Davis kind of going off with him, you know, leads into what happens at the end where he's fully committed to taking down Davis, the Tejadas, and also Tariq uh, with the assistance to Jenny. Or uh, I guess he's the one assisting her. So uh, it's going to be interesting because I was wondering where we go with – because we can't keep having these court cases every year. Every year, somebody can't keep getting locked up in some type of crime. Uh, <laughs> right. But we got to find a way to keep Davis and Sax and all them involved in the show. Um, so I was wondering where they were going to do that. And I think they do a very good job of uh, building Sax up through, through this entire season with this whole him being on the fence. Um, actually, the last two seasons, whenever he, whenever he started working with McLean, he was always kind of like straddling this line. And I think he got right up to the edge and then decided that I can't take that leap. And he wants to jump back to the good side. Uh, so it's going to be interesting how that all plays out. Um, then we also kind of get a quick little thing where he says, forget all this other stuff. Theo Rollins is the top yeah. priority and getting Theo Rollins off. Um, and we know that Theo Rollins is Method Man's brother. Well, Talk Method about Man. it. Uh, yeah. Davis's brother. Um, and if you want to I mean, just get to the kind of the, it happens in the synopsis, but we get the idea that, or we learn that, the guy probably didn't commit the crime, but he did because the person who did it was four inches taller. Um, and we learned at the end that Davis is four inches taller than his brother. And his brother is clearly taking the fall, so Davis is not behind behind bars. The one thing I didn't understand was well, he, he was talking about the doctor. And he said something about a doctor told him something. And I'm kind of jumping to a scene towards the end when the two brothers are meeting in jail. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't know if he was implying that he was sick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was they they kind of implied it like during one of their initial conversations because they mentioned a doctor um they don't explicitly say what it is but the way he talks it's like he knows um not necessarily by the sentence that he's gonna die but by some sort of condition he's he has that he's gonna die in jail yeah i I I thought i might have missed something earlier um uh, we'll see how Sax works. Apparently, yeah. I mean, I, and I'm, I, I'm, I like these two. I think um, it's, it's, it's a good reason why these two have been um, rap partners and, and movie brothers or whatever it is in a lot of different things because they got really good chemistry together. Um, you can tell that they're really good friends in real life, and it really shows when they are in um, scenes together or, or any type of projects together. So I'm looking forward to see how they're going add Red. Theo Rollins, <laughs> but we know Redman right, more right. show as we get to uh, season three. Right. All right. So we get a quick little uh, delve into Tariq's guilt, um, which understandably so. He's the one that, you know, convinced her to run. Um, and initially before he got jammed up, he was going to be the one that escorted her, mm-hmm. um, which I, I want the, the multiverse scene of that where he's the one that takes her and uh, and Effie runs up on them because I, I wouldn't mind seeing how that plays out. Uh, but we get Effie pretty much holding it down for him. Um, again, you guys know my feelings on Effie now being romantically uh, entangled with Tariq. Um, and we see that she genuinely does care about the boy. Um, and 
he cares about her and he he definitely holds her in high regard because uh when he when he named the people that he had one he didn't name Braden even though she did mm-hmm. um she feel he feels like the only two people he can trust are his mother and Effie which again we often forget and he often forgets that Effie was the first person to burn him back at Chote but I digress uh what did you think about that particular little back and forth and let's go ahead and get into the big the big moment of the episode i mean i think it was crazy how effie is the cause of this but she's also like being his most supportive person um so it's just weird how she's playing that dynamic where she is being supportive of him but she you can also see the guilt in her own face when she and i don't know if the guilt is about taking out lauren or just how it affects the person that she actually cares about which is Tariq. Um, so yeah, we'll see how that kind of plays out or if that secret is ever revealed I think they got to hold that in their back pocket for some type of big blow between the two at some point um, and then the thing I'm not shocked that a woman is the only person he to, to retrust I think his issues with his father has him really kind of sour towards men um, even though you know his, his best man is, is Bra- best man his best friend is Brayden I think that's also part of the trust issue why those two don't really fully trust each other because I think he thinks that he really does only have trust from his mom and it's giving like this weird distrust towards all guys because of his negative relationship with his father. But uh, you know that might be just too much psycho analyzing. Um, so that was that was the kind of the end of that scene. And then we get the big reveal: <laughs> Tasha in her curly wig <laughs> is uh, working Fresh on a laptop, tour. Yeah, working on a laptop in some working on new cabin, <laughs> yeah, some cabin somewhere. <laughs> and um, we, we get a return to Tasha. So they finally do something what they should have done way back when Tasha left um, we get the scene where somebody knocks at the door she's a, clearly in witness protection uh, she she texts the marshal to hey is that you pulling up because the car's in the driveway and the marshal said it ain't me you better get your back and get the hell out of there um, but <laughs> for some reason she doesn't fully listen to that because she hears a familiar voice behind the door and lo and behold the great Tamika what's uh, her last name Blackwell I don't know why I want to call I her know. Blackwell oh is it Washington I cannot remember. For some reason, when it, as soon as I told Tamika, I was like, that's Tamika Blackwell. I was saying this in my, to myself when I was watching the episode. And I don't know why I want to keep calling her that. Her name, well, anyway, it doesn't matter what her last name is, but she hears Tamika voice. Tamika's calling her Vanessa, her new name. Um, but she basically says, Tasha, it's me. Open the door. And Tasha opens the door, and Tamika's there. And we get the reunion, the reunion that we should have had when she first w- entered the witness protection. And I don't know why it took so long to get her daughter with her. Uh, but Jazz, 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 hold on, what's her new name? She got a new name too, I can't remember. Oh, uh, Olivia? Olivia Warren pops out. <laughs> Somehow she's this, uh, she's bigger than her mom at this point. <laughs> Notori Norton must just be really small. She is. Okay. She, she's very short. That's why they had her in like the highest of high heels in uh in, in book one, just, just for so framing. She'll look, yeah, so she'll look yeah. decent next to the, uh, Amari Hallwick. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so they're reunited. Uh, she's very happy to see her daughter, uh, and everybody. The family's reunited. It seems like Yasmin knows what the deal is. She knows what to do and how to play her part. Um, the one downside of it all is that Tariq can never be a part of the family anymore. Uh, Tamika makes it known that only people who are here now are a part of this lifestyle, and anybody who's not here, you gotta, you kind of just kind of, you gotta let them go. You gotta let them go. And then, um, I think Tasha understands this, but she. Like any parent, it's hard to kind of just let a child of yours go. Um, so, we, so we, I mean, does this mean, is this the final closure? I knew we weren't going to give him, like, raising yes because it wouldn't make sense. Uh, but I wonder if this is the final closure or do we get 
some type of reunion for the whole family at some point once Tariq figures out his lifestyle or what he wants to do as far as the next steps in the game. Because technically all he needs to do is get through these three years of college or four years of college and he's supposed to inherit a bunch of money and then right. he shouldn't have to do any more drug dealing or anything like that. Um, but I guess the question is going to be is he going to survive these years? He's already right. been facing jail a bunch of times. His life been on the line a bunch of times. Uh, so we're going to see how it plays out over the next course of the year. But it was good. I, I, I'm glad they finally righted it wrong because it never made any sense to me how you take a child, I mean, take somebody and put them in witness protection and they have a minor kid, a, a daughter that's eight or nine years old and they don't do anything to protect her. Like I always understood maybe Tariq, Tariq's a grown man. He's over 18. He can make the choice to say, yes, I want to be my mom with this protection. No, I wouldn't risk it all. But they would never separate a child and a, and a parent, especially a child that young. So I'm glad they, they finally righted that. What'd you think of it? I thought it was great. Um, I had a feeling that she was going to be in the episode at the very beginning. I don't know if you picked up on this, but um, on the previously on power. I never watched it. I, I okay. Skipped, I skipped the credits and I skipped the previously on. I go straight to whatever the first scene is. Yeah, I I I always just let it run through. But um and it's partially because uh, like I'm watching on the TV I'm watching on it doesn't have a skip recap option. Okay. So like when it when they when the voice said it, I was like, "Who the hell is that?" And then like, I got rewound it and I was like, "Oh, that's Tasha's voice." Like that it makes absolutely no sense to have her voice say previously on Ghost if she's not in this episode. Oh, damn. You was um, deep deep picking those things up. Yeah, like it Granted, it was the first thing I watched on TV today. Does it change uh, from week to week? Do they always have a different person saying previously on? Yeah, yeah, it's oh. definitely like different voices. Um, but yeah, like it, it great, very well executed. It was great. We got Saxon in there with the heart of gold. This is pretty much him solidifying that. Like, I know I shouldn't do this, but I'm doing it for the right reasons because he was the one that found her initially. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always great to see Tamika in a in a banging wig in a fly suit um, or dress or whatever. Um, especially when she was done with Tariq. <laughs> she was officially done with Tariq. Mm-hmm. And um, as you said, like, you know, I had my theory on how they got separated. But, yes, reuniting them should have been, initially it should have been the, the first uh, order of business. Um, why it wasn't, I'll never know. Um, but we, you know, we we get to say, for now at least, our goodbye to Yaz. Uh, did you peep? Did you peep the lining of the hoodie? Was it Burberry? It was Burberry. (laughs) The girl got a brand deal. So she's going to be good off screen. Mm -hmm. She's going to be good off screen. Um, And it was good to see Tasha um, because we we know we had to see her at some point because that that end was still loose. Um, So from there. Oh, I also like the fact that they that he he allowed Tariq to come. Granted, you know, he's not going to know where she at next because they're, they're about to move her. Uh, but I, I appreciate the fact that he, Sax wasn't a complete dirtbag. Well, not dirtbag, but like he wasn't a complete hard ass and was like, no, like I'm going to do this for you, but I ain't going to let you, you know, see nothing. I'm going to let you at least see your sister and at least lay eyes on your mother. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was very well done. Mm-hmm. It's time to get enact the plan. Uh, I like the fact that, you know, we get not only. I like I like I like the 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 not I don't know if it's relationship, but like I like the the kind of chill respect between Drew and Tariq. 
Like when they when it, when those two get together, and, and it's only been a few occasions, but when those two get together, they they kind of treat each other as, as equals. Whereas in you know with Kane, you got to be on your guard. With Diana, they kind of treat her with kid gloves a little bit mm-hmm. um, until Tariq took the gloves off and had sex with her. Mm-hmm. Um, but like it's just kind of like you just don't get that make... hostility that you get kind of with like with yeah. the other because it's always like hostility with him and Kane. It's always a little bit of kind of. Not hostility between him and Monet, but Monet is always kind of like, it's always like some intimidation factor. And I think with him and Drew is just kind of like you said, just kind of mutual respect. Because even when yep. Drew went to apologize about, I don't know if he went to apologize, but when Tariq was like, I know you stole the stuff. Right. And and Drew was like, eh, I think he was about to go there and explain. He was like, man, forget it. You know, it is what it is. Um, We got bigger things to worry about. Uh, so I think you're right. I think they do have a more of a respectful relationship than Tariq has with any other member of the Tahada family. Yeah, and to that to that effect, the same exact thing can be said about Drew's relationship with the rest of his family. Those they're they're the exact same points. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know we land out. It's going to be another game of misdirection. And um, yeah, these Ocean Thirteens, yeah, they they they, they <laughs> pulled that bag a couple of times this season. Yeah, I'm not mad at it, but like like you know, I don't want it to be to always be the go to. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um. So, like I said, we're getting misdirection, and we also get, like, a very quick scene where Zeke goes into the precinct, kind of just to get things, find out some things for himself. Mm-hmm. Um, Looking like a big dummy, in though. The pre- like, who does this? He goes in there and just kind of, uh, <laughs> like, it makes him seem like he's guilty or something. Like, I, I, you know, and I think that's just kind of them making the character look stupid again, because he goes in and basically says... Uh, y'all still think it's a suicide? And the guy was like, "Yeah, why you got something else to tell me?" No, no, I was just making sure. <laughs> what, what kind of sister is that made for him to do such a thing? Um, but yeah, I mean, Zeke is so weird to me. Just a just a really bizarre character. My bad, I didn't mean to cut you off, but it, no, no, it's no, just no, a good, really weird interaction when he went to talk to that cop. Yeah, and it was. Um, I I thought it was a little strange to have. And I don't know. This this might have just been a directing choice. I didn't quite get the the understand the 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 standpoint of having this d- detective Whitman be burst onto scene, be this this just force of police invasion and privacy invasion, and then just kind of like sideline him. Like I didn't understand. Like he could have just been a bit more. He could have. They could have tailed it back a little bit mm-hmm. in his initial introduction into the series because now he's like he's a background character to the extreme you know extent yeah um but I yeah mean, in that yeah, scene you're right because he was very very heavily involved in the investigation and blaming this person and dragging this person in and locking up on jail doors and then i don't think we've seen him for the last four or five episodes exactly i guess basically since the charges got bought against three i guess he didn't really have a role anymore because he was the primary investigator and once he gets it to the the DA it's the DA's job to take over from there because I thought he you know he probably thought he had a slam dunk case or whatever, um, but we you know he's back yeah wasn't as much as dick as he used to be but still was kind of dickish yeah yeah uh, we get <laughs> we get uh, Drew meeting up real quick with Diana and pleading with her to not look in the bag because mm-hmm. he knows his sister um, which <laughs> you know that wasn't gonna happen <laughs> come into play later. Um, we we get the you know in that in that other scene with uh detective uh wickman that zeke has kind of come to grips with the fact that his mother did 
in va- in fact have something to do with Professor Milgram's murder. If not physically, she was there. Mm-hmm. He can he can prove that, and uh, we get him speeding off, which I thought was an interesting choice because I was like, okay, what is he gonna do? Um, but it's plan time. Uh, Drew has decided to meet up with Everett, which we'll get to in a moment. Um, and we get the scene that you were talking about with uh, Tariq asking about Lauren and Effie. And Kane kind of, I don't think it was like intentional. I think it was a timing thing. Uh, the shipment showed up and it's time to put the plan into action. And um, right, I, I, we, we get that moment. Kane has his Tommy's about to kill ghost moment um, where it's like, okay, is he going to actually do it? Is this going to happen? And Tariq waits till literally the last second to huh? say, hey, man, <laughs> don't have actually a quick trigger do finger because he'd have killed his dad. Man, He's not even part of the plan. Oh, man, it, which would have been nuts, which would have been nuts, uh, which leads to our, our action segment of the night. What did you think about that and how that played out into the 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 scramble? I mean, it was crazy. Like, like when did Tariq become such a damn mercenary? He yeah, was out there he, busting a, people like nothing. It was like, what, he caught two more, more bodies, if yeah. I'm not mistaken? He's like a, he basically a serial killer now because he got to be up to about five, six people he can kill. Uh, but they was, you know, they 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 were definitely outgunned, but because those guys had like assault rifles and it was like laying stuff down. But somehow Lorenzo, Kane, and Tariq were able to take out all the goons and get the. Hold on, I'm trying yeah, to. Without got, a scratch. Yeah, they all they all made it out of there safely. We um, call it plot armor. Yeah, I, I thought something was happening, especially at the end when um after Kane had left, and I thought Tariq was going to shoot Lorenzo at first when he was like down. I think Lorenzo was down kind of checking to see if the guy was still alive. And he was like, no, he's done. And I thought Tariq yeah. was going to kind of do a triple cross and take, yeah. take Zoe out. But nothing yeah. happened. They all, the plan went away like they thought it was going to supposed to go off. And everybody seemed to be walked away scot-free for right now, at least. Yeah. Like, I, I was expecting that, too. The way that they framed that, I kind of thought the same thing. That, like, he was going to get, the like you said, the triple cross. Um but yeah, gotta love that plot armor. Like not even not even a scratch. Yeah. Uh and these boys had Flesh wound. them Call of Duty weapons. Mm-hmm. Um but uh while going through some, you know, damage control, uh we find out that the BSK dudes have double crossed um Tahada and they're on Mecca's side. Uh they were probably approached with more money, just makes more sense. Um Mecca, while back at the penthouse, uh puts in a call they're like hey um i might be blown so i need you to i don't know if was he asking for an extraction or was he asking for like um like a clear pathway it seemed like he was just saying kind of a heads up like he, yeah. he was like you know i may be compromised um just give you a fyi but he didn't it didn't seem like he was asking for anything in particular like you know come get them or lock them up or stop them uh maybe he should have you know but it, it just appears like he was kind of giving a Heads up, I may be, my, my cover may be blown. Um, you know, get back at me. And, you know, we learn a, a new shocking twist when we learn about who, who he was on the phone with. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll get, get to that. End. Yeah. Uh, so, meanwhile, uh, once they realize that these BSK guys are pretty much on the on the opposite, we're working with the ops now, mm-hmm. uh, they got to scramble to go get people to protect them. Um Drew is tasked. Well, no, Drew is on the move. So, uh, Kane has to go protect Drew, mm-hmm. and Lorenzo's gonna head home to check on Diana. 
we get the brothers Tahada back on the same page, beating niggas up yeah. in well lit parking structures. Um, right, but because they all like a campus, because they, yeah. they, they, they had Everett's right outside of Everett's basketball. There's got to be a million cameras on this campus. And they just whooping ass, beating people up. Damn, they about to kill somebody right in the middle Pistol of the Pistol whipping people. Like it's nothing. And I'm sorry. I know it was nighttime, but a, a college campus, especially one of a school that big, it's always going to be crawling with people walking yeah. around. Somebody just going to the, uh, I'm about to say the mess hall. I don't know how I'm saying mess hall. Right. Like the cafeteria or going some, somewhere. So it's just he crazy. Was heading the back- yeah. He was heading to basketball practice. Mm-hmm. It was at least 5, 530. Yeah. Like. Yeah, there were people out just walking around. Like nobody saw this this violent brawl in a parking lot. Um and it wasn't like hey, thirty seconds. They was fighting for a good three, four minutes. <laughs> right. Guns flying across the parking lot, uh, you know, across the concrete. Mm-hmm. People get like I said, people getting pistol whipped. Um, unless they're the most I'm gonna mind my business campus in the nation. Right. You know, people just walking by like and, I don't and is this I don't a, see shit. the PWI, all them white people ain't gonna be white people love to they love to report something. <laughs> Right, someone would have had a phone out. Mm-hmm. Um, so while this is going on, uh, back at the the penthouse, not the penthouse, at the Tejada house, we find that yes, of course, Diana has looked into the bag. She claims she only read a couple of pages, though. So give her credit yeah. for that. She didn't read yeah. the whole thing. <laughs> right. Um, who knows? She probably stopped when she heard someone pull up, and it was Lorenzo. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he also kind of like he doesn't make her feel too bad about it, like. I know you looked in it. Like, what'd you find? Like, it's not always a bad thing to be nosy. Sometimes it helps you. Um, and from what she gathered, the bag contained a a fail safe or a uh, an escape plan for everyone but him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Lorenzo's mindset is, oh, um, she wants me out. I got something for that. Mm-hmm. So he's on the move. Um, any thoughts on that before we get to no, I think <laughs> the we, wrap up? I, I think I think we I think he kind of cleared it up pretty well. That you know she was a nosy, but for a good cause ultimately, and that led to Zoe's final action. Um, as we see in this, as we as he closes out his season, um, which I can say, man, he he made a big impact for somebody who we oh, thought yeah. we didn't know would ever see the light of day. His last three or four episodes since he's been home. He's been involved in a lot of wild shit, man. And we got, I, I can't wait to see how it's going to play out uh, when we get to season three. Oh, yeah. So let's let's get into it. There are two things happening at the exact same time on two parts of town. Meanwhile, back in the penthouse, Tariq has arrived with the bag. And Mecca is sending for him to come up. Monet has pretty much gotten the drop on him. I know what you're about to do. You're about to kill that boy. Probably me too. Um, although I don't think I don't think he would have killed her. No, um, I think he, he was he was head easy. over heels. Yeah, this man. Yeah, he was head over heels, her. and he's dying to have this family. And, and I, for all the bad about Mecca, that's the one thing that has been consistent. Like they haven't been like he's he's been bipolar when it comes to beating his men up and doing weird things when it comes to his business. But when it comes to his affection for Nene Stewart and his son, he's been fully committed to that throughout the entire involvement with it were his methods the right way to do it no but i think he at the end of the day i think he had good intentions when it came to um monet zeke and even the rest of the kids because he didn't have to have those and we and we know it's confirmed because i understand yeah. she saw it he didn't have to have backup plans for drew and um 
Kane and Diana, but he did because he was so committed to his his obsession. I guess it's kind of I guess love. I'm gonna say love for for Monet. So it was it was as as bad as he was, he did have some good qualities or or, or good intentions at least. Yeah. So down goes Mecca. Mm-hmm. Um, this was this was this was wild gunshot to the head. Um, meanwhile, well, no, let's wrap up here first. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Tariq gets off the the elevator and she's like, "Hey, like he figured out he was gonna kill you as soon as you got off that um that elevator." Um, and she was like, "All right, so you know you upheld your part, so you're um you're free to go." And it didn't catch me until like I rewound it. They're like, "Damn, Tariq didn't get his money." No, nope. she killed this man before he got his before he got his money. Um, but he probably wasn't going to get <laughs> yeah, that money that if we're being if we're being hundred percent honest. Yeah. Uh, but like he said, like he said, you know, we we need a show, so they're still tied into it. Meanwhile, oof, on the other side of town, we got we got Lorenzo laying in wait because he sees the plane preparing for takeoff, and we're we know what he's there to do. He sees a two passenger car pull up. He sees someone male getting out obviously not that well he's got on a hood it's dark the lights are shining towards him mm-hmm. lays him down um he of course does not know that this is zeke poor freaky zeke oh man down goes zeke which this dude might have had it worse than carrie uh but will you know goodness um yeah I mean, for, for all this, we like to make fun of zeke for being a big dummy he really was kind of innocent kind of guy. Like he never yeah. did anything bad. He just wanted to play ball, try to get to the NBA, and maybe bang a couple of chicks on the way. Um, but like they did everything they could to make this boy like up in his entire life, and then he finally, I guess, was going. He he knew he was burned for all his NBA dreams. He knew he nothing, nothing else. At least he was going to try to be with his family. And unfortunately, he made the wrong choice. He shouldn't have showed up there at the airport. He should have stayed wherever he was going to go. Uh, but he showed up. Uh, so like you said, Zoe didn't know who he was, and Zoe just started shooting first. And at this point, I don't think Zoe. Well, I guess yeah, Zoe does know that he killed. He doesn't know who he killed. I guess. Well, at that at, at that, that moment, moment no. at that moment, at the moment he no. think he killed Mecca. But when he gets home and we get to the final reveals, he knows that Monet says I took Mecca out. Um, so I wonder in his mind, does he know that Zeke, or does he just think he, or he, or you know, he's he not gonna say he well, killed I somebody. killed somebody tonight too. Yeah. You know. So. Yes. Um, Interesting part before we before we move forward. Yeah, the interesting part about that particular scene is after he shoots who he thinks is Mecca, he goes with his gun drawn to the car, which makes me wonder: Was he if Monet had been in the passenger seat and that actually had been Mecca, would he have killed her? Because he does go to see who was in there to try to finish it off. Yeah, yeah, he might have. I think because at that point he thinks that he doesn't know. Even though Monet has gone fully along with the plan, she let him know every part of the plan. In his mind, he thinks she still has that backup trump card of the escape in her back pocket, and she could have been trying to leave Sam. So maybe they'll, they'll explain it at some point. But um, all I can say is rest in peace, Zeke. As much as we made fun of you, we gonna miss you, brother. Yeah, and I hope rough. you get some more roles that they actually let you be. A, maybe in the next role they let you be smart. Don't let them be yeah. another fool. Yeah. So we get the victory party back at the house. Um, where, like you said, uh, it is. It says in the news report, uh, this man was killed and with picture and all 
inside of his own penthouse. So <laughs> you just see the the look of, oh God, who did I kill on Lorenzo's face? Mm-hmm. Um, but meanwhile, back at the penthouse, body's still warm, brains are on the floor, and we get the return of detective, excuse me, uh, DEA, they don't have detectives, agent, the agent, yeah. agent Rodriguez, who How she clearly made a come up. I thought the last she, time we saw her, wasn't she a New York City cop? I think she got busted back down, but clearly she made some, <laughs> she made some sort of come up, because yeah, she would... She went back with the Alphabet Boys. And not only that, she's handling, like, from they talked about uh, Dante Spears, he's one of the biggest confidential informants in the history of the federal government. She barely in the DA and she's his contact. It's kind of crazy. But, you know, that's TV for you. I don't think she would have been in such a high-profile position. Uh, but we learned, and this was one thing that, that had me scratching my mind, uh, or scratching my mind, uh, that was on my mind is, like, how do they not pin this on Tariq? Like, he had to go to the front desk and literally talk to a person who had to get permission to send him up to the pit house. Yep. And then within a, the same night, that, that same person is dead. And the only person we confirmed, confirmed went up there was Tariq. Um, but their explanation for this is that the, 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 the cameras in the penthouse have been erased and the only camera in the lobby is blurry. Uh, not so blurry that she didn't recognize Tariq immediately. And I'm, I'm, I would assume anybody who saw the picture seeing how Tariq was just involved in a high-profile murder of a cop that people know his face um but you know tv magic it's gonna be nuts hopefully they just kind of stick to trying to take him down because we don't need him to go it'll make no sense to put him right back into a courtroom Mm -hmm. um but yeah uh we we now know who our big she's not necessarily gonna be the big bag but she's gonna be the the um the person on the chase yeah she the new uh, uh a, she's the new angela valdez and the AS, right. UAS office whatever they are right so from there we get the the wrap-up we get the wrap-up of the episode like as we spoke about uh we get mclean and theo um talking it up having their little heart to heart we get um what we spoke on earlier um sax uh pretty much declaring where his allegiances lie and his 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 moral code quotation marks where that lies. Um, we get Tate hopefully saying goodbye to this particular set and heading off for his new show. Um, his and we, job. Cause we learned that his brother ultimately got yeah. fired. Oh we my God. We weren't sure in the, the episode before that he was fired or he just was going to be in trouble. They, yeah. they fired his ass. Which is so messed up on so many levels. Cause the dude didn't do anything wrong. He just tried to have a conversation with his brother and offering him a job at, as his head of security was the least he could do. Um, because like we said, he burned him for literally no reason. Like, I feel like he could have gotten that done another way. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, the way it's looking, hopefully this is this is his gateway to to his show because there's definitely like boxes and stuff. So I think he's done on Stansfield's campus. Yeah, yeah. he should be um, committed to his congressional run at this point. Yep. Uh, we get Zeke Nazi, excuse me, that that's the last thing. We get Tariq slipping in his last little ace in the hole, um, a little letter to Tasha, um, just making a promise that I'm going to figure this out and we're going to be together again. Mm-hmm. Um, and last but certainly not least, uh, we, we also get, well, not last, uh, there's also a quick scene with Effie. Uh, who was apparently maybe she was on winter break or something because she's actually like leaving, leaving, going back. She's kind of driving back and forth. Like, well, even Connecticut is not so far from New York. You couldn't do it regularly, but it's not something you want to do like every day. 
Mm-hmm. We get we get her um, probably what's going to go down as her wrestles with um, her wrestling with the consequences of her actions. Yeah, and it's not, it's not like they kind of setting up her to transfer to Stansfield, so she'll have a reason to be there every week as opposed to right uh, being away. Right, like maybe she'll try to come. Yeah, maybe she'll be the new uh, Lauren in the in the canonical studies. Somehow she'll be in canonical studies next year, which would be interesting. Um, and last but certainly not least, we get Monet being delivered the news, and also when answering the phone, she she claims him. Yeah, she's like, like I'm his mother. Yeah, yeah, because she they asked for his legal guardian, and she full on claims him as a. Uh, you know, her son. Um, she gets the news that Zeke is dead. Mm-hmm. And that's where our scene ends. Yeah. Well, excuse me, our episode ends. The camera pulled back on her distraught face. And I thought at first they made trying to do this thing where uh, I didn't know if they were going to say Zeke was dead or maybe just kind of paralyzed or something like that. Uh, but they went full in and they committed to him being dead, which I think is a lot more effective um, than, than him be clinging to life or, you know, just hurt badly. Uh, so a, a, a nice... A, a good finish, a nice finish to kind of really build some tension for next season. Cause we know as much as she loved that boy, even when she was sitting at the table, he wasn't there. She kept looking at his NDC, like kind of like missing that her entire family, even though they were back together, her full family wasn't together. Cause Zeke wasn't there. Um, right. So it's going to be hell on earth. We're going to see how it plays out. I mean, I can't wait till next season. Probably got to wait till probably next fall, I guess. So, I feel like when I went to go look up the actors, a few of the actors' names um, for once, I saw, like, season three, I think it's slated to be, like, November. Yeah, so that's around the same time as always is. Yeah. Because this one had to start. If it's February, it's just ended, and it's been ten, well, 13 weeks, probably early November, around that time. So well, I guess we'll be waiting until then. But, um, you know, just my final last words on the episode and the season – very good season, very strong. Um, had some really, really great episodes, uh, and then a couple of you know, kind of just filler episodes and a couple of they weren't really true any true dud episodes though. Um, so I think it was a strong season. I can't wait to season three. Um, I'm so invested in this Tahada family. Like I think Tariq is kind of a secondary character on the show now, and just I want to see what what's gonna happen with this Tahada family, especially Monet, um, and how it's all gonna play out. Uh, you got any last part and words for this season expectations for season three what you think is gonna happen man it's gonna be interesting i'm curious to see what the big bad is gonna be of the season um how long it's gonna take for lorenzo to come clean on the fact that uh well the pieces fall into place that like you know he he killed zeke uh because yeah once once that comes out he's he's dead Mm -hmm. he's definitely dead um how Tariq is gonna you know kind of move forward because course correct is dead um his right hand man isn't going to be right next to him anymore mm-hmm. and they have uh, no maybe, connect right they have no connect um maybe effie does transfer um but on top of that we got to give like we said um the show didn't do the greatest of jobs with giving these characters send off so we got to give a shout out to uh melanie LeBird, which i I don't know if I pronounced that right. That's Professor Milgram, mm-hmm. Paige Hurd, who was Lauren, and Daniel Bellamy, who was Zeke. Um, all these characters, um, staples of the show. And um, hopefully they get some decent, like, uh, 
endings or like decent send-offs mm-hmm. in the the opening of the next season. We gonna see. It's gonna be interesting to see because season three will be the first season because I think Courtney Kip is not involved with uh, Power anymore. I think I she's moving so. on to other opportunities. Uh, so it's gonna be kind of a new showrunner, new direction. Um, I think she's still gonna get that executive producer. I think she'll still get her credit for creating the show, but I don't think she's involved in the day to day anymore. I think she's got a bag at Netflix or somewhere or one of these other. I believe it's Netflix. Yeah. yeah. So good for her, man. Netflix been yeah. really playing these these black women. I think they gave Ava DuVernay a big money. Uh, they gave her some. Uh, so good for Netflix, man. I appreciate them, even though they never gave Monique her money. Whatever happened with that lawsuit? Anyway, Manusha, come on. Let, let's let's wrap this show up because we got a lot to do. <laughs> well, that's it, folks. We'll see you back with the next one. But we ain't gone just yet. Uh, be sure to check out book four, Force. Well, we'll be recapping that as well. So keep your eyes peeled. Y'all ain't rid of us yet. You know where to find us. Like, comment, share, subscribe, and all that good stuff. Uh, for myself, Triple D, and my co-host as always. It's Carlos D. We'll see you guys next time.